Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show Monday, the 14th of November, and uh, vote counting is still happening. Yeah, I know. It, it's kind of weird how that happens. Uh, used to be when uh, when countries that really wanted to succeed and <clears throat> represent their people that you'd, you'd do the vote on one day. You would do the vote on one day. And uh, and uh, because of the uh, pandemic that really wasn't the pandemic that everybody said it was, it was kind of overplayed in a number of ways. Otherwise, we would have memorials for the one million people who died in the country exclusively of COVID, not meaning to, uh, you know, I don't want to take anything away from uh, COVID. Don't get me wrong. Okay, it was it was severe. I had it. It sucked. It was terrible. But honestly, it was also a political opportunity. It was the opportunity that Democrats had been waiting for. The ability to uh, to essentially uh, uh, make everyone mail by vote or vote vote by mail, I should say. The ability to extend the vote count for months after the election, uh, just like it started in, in back in twenty twenty or in, in two thousand. Remember that? Remember that election? They uh, there was a bunch of screw ups in Florida. And they were hanging chads and all that, and then they realized, hey, 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 confusion might be the way we can throw elections. Now, is this monologue? Is this show today about election theft? No, not necessarily. Will uh, questionable election practices come into play today? Oh, hell yeah. Absolutely 100%. Because in places like uh, the state of Nevada, where Adam Laxalt was knock, knock, knocking on victory's door, there was no chance, really, that Adam Laxalt could have lost. Somehow, the exact percentage of votes managed to come out over the weekend. While they were voting, while they were counting votes. And there's only one reason, I'll just say it right now. There's only one reason for extending the vote tally. And that is to find the margin of victory necessary for Democrats to win, then make up those votes. Find those votes somehow, by hook or by crook. Don't have to have matching, uh, ma- matching signatures. They can just show up overnight when the lights are turned off. It's kind of weird that way, right? So I would venture to say to some degree that our worst fears about the election of 2020 were basically reinforced by the midterms of 2022. I got a couple of uh, emails I want to get to, and then I've got, a, I've got, a, I've got a, a monologue that I wrote this morning with some thoughts about everything, including, by the way, <clears throat> pardon me, whether Donald Trump should run again, to which I say, Uh, I want him to run now more than ever because the people who have always hated Donald Trump, the people who have always been uh, nailing nails in Donald Trump's coffin are the ones who last week said, oh, ignore Mitch McConnell, ignore Ronna McDaniel, ignore the GOP established in Washington, D.C., and blame everything on Trump. These are the same people who've been driving the nails in his coffin since day one. When Paul Ryan and Meghan McCain and Mitch McConnell and all these other pundits and Joe Scarborough, for God's sake, say that we need to leave Trump in the rearview mirror, what is that telling you? Is it telling you, oh, you know, you're right, they've been right all along, or they've been wrong all along, they are backstabbing bleep holes, and uh, we are more behind Trump than ever. Now, does this mean that we would not vote for Ron DeSantis if he became the candidate of choice in 2024? Absolutely not. Of course we would. But you see, you can't just kill a candidacy before it begins because you hate Donald Trump. 
you cannot just kill his candidacy and expect the 70 million plus, I would venture to say 80, 90, maybe even 100 million, when you consider the amount of people from, you know, the Hispanic community and the black community that moved toward the GOP during the last two years, you know, when you consider that, I would venture to say that uh, Trump's support is stronger than ever. And it was right up to Election Day when Mitch McConnell steered money away from Trump candidates. And I believe absolutely 100 percent he did it intentionally and he didn't care if they lost because that loss or those losses he thought he could parlay into the removal of Trump from ever running again. Just like the, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the January 6th committee tried to do, just like those who voted for both impeachments tried to do. You have to realize, and, and I know you do, that for the last six years, the long guns have been out for not only Donald Trump, but you. You were called a MAGA Trump supporter. You were called a fascist. You were called a white supremacist. It wasn't just Donald Trump. It was you. All of those arrows were shot at you. And Donald Trump stepped in the way and took them for you. If Donald Trump is the chosen candidate in 2024, will I vote for Donald Trump? Oh, hell yeah. But the thing is, he can announce his candidacy. And we can decide whether he's going to be the candidate. End of discussion. End of discussion. But if Donald Trump announces his candidacy before the runoff in Georgia, Herschel Walker will win or lose. Really? Show me the statistics that, uh, that would say that Donald Trump's support causes candidates to lose as he went 219 and 17 this last midterm. What about Mitch McConnell? What about the candidates that Mitch McConnell came out and openly endorsed? Oh, he didn't. He just sent money away from Trump candidates. He didn't really say anything. Think about the silence that people like Mitch McConnell and others have had as we watched our country burn. I mean, literally from day one when Donald Trump was inaugurated all the way through the summer of 2020 where they said nothing as the president of the United States had to go into the bunker as St. John's Historic Church was nearly burned down. Where was Mitch McConnell? Where was he as a voice for the American people? Where was Mitch McConnell? Where has Mitch McConnell been with regard to energy dependence and the cost of living and inflation? Where has Mitch McConnell been? I want to hear from the leader of the Senate, the leader of the GOP. Where has he been as you were screaming for help? Where has he been when you said, man, there's a lot of evidence that there was uh, election uh, thievery in 2016. There was that FBI involvement in the dossier that was proven to be a lie after $40 million investigation by the FBI. Where was Mitch McConnell? Where did he say? What did he say? Oh, yeah, we were right. We were exactly right. This was all bought and paid for by the Republican or by the Democrat Party. Where was that? It's been proven. Where's Mitch McConnell with regard to the FBI covering up Hunter Biden's laptop? I mean, the evidence is there, and it will be discovered. But where was he when, uh, when the, uh, the evidence of Hunter Biden's laptop, which clearly shows Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and the Biden family to be incredibly corrupt and enriching themselves by selling access to the vice president? There's no doubt about it. <clears throat> but the FBI 
shut it down. Where is Mitch McConnell with regard to the DHS creating the Department of Disinformation? Where are the hearings about the Department of Disinformation? Where has he been? Where has Kevin McCarthy been? Are you kidding me? They created a Department of Disinformation where in the country that is guided by the First Amendment, suddenly... The government is deciding what is true and what is not, and even if your truth is right, it's wrong. This uh, was uh, posted on Twitter this morning by the red-headed libertarian. Congratulations to the Senate Democrats for suddenly pulling ahead and winning surprise victories by the perfect margins. Four days after polls closed in the dead of night, only in states with mail-in voting for the second time in a row. And by the way, this victory in the midterms after Joe Biden with a less than 40% approval rating and 75% of the American people saying the country is going the wrong way. This is the first time we've seen anything like this midterm in 220 or 244 years. So... Nothing to see here, right? Right? Yeah, it's kind of funny that way. Yeah. This was from my uh, my producer Ken, who's absolutely awesome. My brother from another mother. He is he is redneck MacGyver. He absolutely kicks butt. Listen to this. As I write this, 94.5% of incumbent members of Congress and senators have won re-election. The fact is, beating an incumbent is virtually impossible. Our government is completely out of control and unacceptable. We need term limits now. I agree 100,000 million percent. Today, the professional politicians are celebrating. They know the American people hate them. They know Congress has a 21% approval rating, yet nearly 95% of them were just re-elected. They are laughing at we the people. No matter which political party you support, if any, the careerists on Capitol Hill believe your vote really doesn't count. They've rigged the system, and the only, only term limits can fix it. I agree to some degree. Not all. Adam Laxalt announced... His his, his opponent would uh, would have an impossible 63% have to get 63% of the remaining ballots to win. The very next day, his opponent got 63%. This in a time that uh, the uh, election integrity has once again been called into question. This, as we know, we, you and me, waited until election day to vote to avoid all of the nonsense of 2020. Because we wanted to make sure they knew we were there. They wanted to make sure that we were there. We did. We did. This was a uh, a black voter who tried to vote Republican in Houston. I want you to listen to this because these videos are everywhere. Listen. The Sunnyside Multicultural Center. I'm here voting. Oh, I was trying to vote. I got here 5 a.m. It is 8 a.m. I'm going to be working from my car because I'm waiting on the machines to be fixed. Um, I have watched so many cars pull up and drive away, pull up and drive away. I met a young person in line, his first time voting. Couldn't vote though because the machines are broken. I did 20 years in the military. I don't tell myself to be anybody's hero. But this is, this is not right, y'all. This is not right. There were old people standing in line, and this isn't right. We got to do better. People should be able to vote. 
Now, in the only state in America where there is a mandatory prison sentence for vote theft, that would be Florida. Ron DeSantis and Marco Rubio won by 20 points. Yeah. The only state in America that restricted all the mail-in BS and all of the uh, the days for counting the ballots and all that, uh, Ron DeSantis and Marco Rubio won by 20 points. Yeah. So I've got a, a bunch of audio I need to get to, <clears throat> including uh, the President of the United States, Joe Biden. And remember, remember about a week and a half ago, he and Corinne Jean-Pierre, the mousy Marxist, they both said, hey, man, there could be vote delays. Just want you to know, I mean, this just kind of happens. And I said, I wonder why the hell that is. Nobody's talking about it. All we're talking about is our determination to get to the ballot and place our vote. But Joe Biden was very concerned about January the 6th abortion and uh, that there would be major delays this election. Why is that? I thought we took care of everything. Do I believe this midterm was stolen? No, but there are some questionable races. Uh, and honestly, I have every right to question those. But then there are a lot of major, 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 major mistakes by the powers that be in the Republican Party. And honestly, uh, the Republican Party, as is right now, needs to be blown up and reinvented. And uh, people like Mitch McConnell need to go bye-bye. Yeah. So here's the number, guys, 800-922-6680, 800-922-6680. This, my friends, is a Monday edition of The Rob Carson Show. The swamp feasts while we're expected to dine on the crumbs. To those who strove to deter us from our responsibility, you have failed. Time to send those crumb suckers home. It's The Rob Carson Show. It took two weeks to, to call every state. In modern elections, more and more ballots are being cast in early voting and also by mail. And many states don't start counting those ballots until after the ballots. Uh, this is Corinne Jean-Pierre before the election. After, pardon me, after the polls close on November 8th. So you heard the president say this the other night. He has been very clear on this as well. Has he been really clear? Has he ever really, really been clear? No, he hasn't. We may not know all the winners of elections. For why, well, why the heck not? You see, we don't have the COVID and everything. And uh, we didn't need to do this before that. So why why this year? Why are you even saying this? Why is it even in on the radar? Uh, why don't we know the causes of why the election might be delayed uh, after the Why? Why? What? I, well, I need to know these answers before you just say, uh-oh, might be delayed. For a few days. It takes time to count all legitimate ballots in a legal and orderly manner. That's how, the, that's how this is supposed to work, and it's important for us. It's kind of a weird warning just to throw out there before the election when we were all just concerned about getting there and voting. That's all we cared about, getting there and voting. To all be patient when, while votes are, are being counted. It's kind of weird. Here's a little bit more Corinne Jean-Bierre. Simply to the question of what, uh, does the White House have a message to people who are casting their ballots now, early, or tomorrow in person, that their votes will be tabulated accurately and, and fairly uh, in light of these comments? Or should people have confidence in their election system? People should have confidence in their election system. Uh, as we have said many times before, uh, uh, having the right to vote is the most sacred uh, right, and people should uh, really... Um, uh, no, you should absolutely believe in the election system in America. And we're not going to tell you why, the, why it would be delayed next week, even though in places like France and in Florida, they announce the winners like that night. Exercise that 
right, uh, and uh, and they should feel safe in their uh, in their in their election. No, even though there's all this weirdness happening, you should feel completely secure knowing that a lot of Democrats are going to have uh, a lot more seats than they ever ever even dreamed of uh, because the election uh, results get delayed by days and days and days. It takes time to count all legitimate ballots in a legal and orderly manner. That's how this. What the hell happened in Florida? That's how this is supposed to work, and it's important for us to all. And here's your dear leader. About a week ago, when he was calling us mega fascists and you know all that sort of stuff, saying that the the vote could be delayed. For the first time, this is the first time since the national election of 2020. Once again, we're seeing record turnout all over the country, and that's good. Yeah, it's against you because you're doing such a lousy job and 75% of the American people think the country's going in the wrong direction. That usually doesn't bode well for the, uh, for the party in power. We want Americans to vote. We want every American's voice to be heard. Even the dead people, if you're a Democrat. Now we have to move the process forward. We know that more and more ballots are cast in early voting or by mail in America. We know many states don't start counting those ballots until after the polls close on November 8th. That means in some cases we won't know the winner of the election for a few days until after a few days. And we won't know if Democrats win for a few days after until we find the ballots needed to uh, put them across the finish line. It's weird. Nevada Republican Adams Laxalt's lead over incumbent uh, uh, Senator uh, Catherine Cortez Masto mysteriously struck to uh, uh, 9,000 votes as officials are still counting mail-in ballots in the state's largest counties as of early Friday afternoon. And then something kind of weird happened. At, uh, At a vote counting facility in Nevada... Uh, they were still counting midterm election votes, and uh, suddenly the cameras went uh, went dead. It's weird. At 11.24 p.m. on Wednesday, according to Bethany Drysdale, a spokesman for the Washoe County, all staff members left for the night about an hour before the issue, and none returned until 7 o'clock. The connection was restored at about 8 o'clock. On November the 10th, the cameras showed that no person entered the ballot room or registrar's office while the live feeds were cut off. Why would they do that? Why would they do that when everybody is so concerned about election integrity? I'm just trying to figure this out again. Am I saying this was all about vote fraud? Uh, no. Am I saying that uh, a lot of shenanigans uh, must have happened or may have happened? Oh, hell yeah. <clears throat> because, see, we got more than 6 million votes. Yeah, more than the Democrats. And it was an exact reflection of the 2010 midterms when Barack Obama got his clock clean. It's weird that way. And and what's the thing that happened since then? Oh, yeah, 2020. 2020 happened. And a lot of uh, Democrats uh, uh, said that we couldn't talk about 2020 at all. We couldn't bring it up. We'd have to be banned from social media. We, we, we are a denier. We were a whatever. It's kind of weird how that happens. And then... So have I made up my mind completely on this midterm? Oh, no, not necessarily. But here's what I do know. Uh, We are winning in the arena of ideas, and the only way that Democrats can win is by hook or by crook and by nonsense. I've got my complete monologue coming up. Your phone calls as well. Uh, Bruce in Baltimore, you will be up first. This is The Rob Carson Show. Don't go anywhere. Show. 
Uh, we've been in lead, obviously, uh, since election night. This is Adam Lexfeld. He just lost to uh, to a Democrat in uh, in the state of uh, of uh, of Nevada. Uh, that lead has shrunk over the last few days, uh, but she does not have the amount of votes left to be able to catch us. She'd have to win by over 63%. Which would be an even bigger margin than uh, the biggest election of the night, which just happened to be uh, uh, in Florida. Uh, and it's important to note, since most of the national media is not covering this, the Las Vegas mail ballots that are being reported include election day drop-off mail. That mail is absolutely not going to break like you know, traditional mail through the USPS. Those are election day voters. Yeah. And just to give you an example, in Washoe County, we had more Republicans drop off election day ballots than Democrats. And so, again, as we put out the math for the world, she has to win by over 63% of all. And lo and behold, the very next day, she won exactly by 63% of the vote. All of this. Uh, and we think that these election day ballots you know, could break even. We could stand to lose them by 15. 20, or maybe Democrats figured how to front load stuff. 20 points, and we would still hold. And so we feel like we're in a great, great position and uh, just super proud of my team and uh, a lot of hard work, incredibly tough race. But uh, we're going to win this thing, hopefully. Now, uh, this weekend, I did a lot of, uh, of thinking about what happened last week and digesting what happened last week and the powers that have uh, uh, organized against you and me, the average, uh, well, you know, I won't say we're the average people. We're extraordinary people, for crying out loud. We're extraordinary people. Not all of us are, you know, super duper, you know, whatever this and that, but but I'd say that we're not average uh, in any way, shape, or form. We we, uh, we are exceptional in the in the uh, the history of, of the world. Americans are uh, extraordinary. The Americans story is historical and uh, and extraordinary so uh, I did a lot of thinking about it this weekend and uh, the, the problem is that if you have any questions or doubt about election integrity you are called a denier you are shouted down uh, the same way you were shouted down if you said hey you know what I don't think that we need to require that everybody wear a stupid mask and I don't think we really need to keep the schools closed down and why why is it that Nancy Pelosi is able to get her hair done and all the salons are closed down and why is it that uh, Gavin Newsom can go have dinner at the French Laundry and uh, and all the bar and restaurants in California are shut down, and and that was that was actually that questioning was considered verboten. That that questioning was considered disinformation and misinformation. So we can't question uh, election integrity because you know that's verboten. You can't do. You've got to accept everything. And you know what? It's never been that way ever. And and I I'm just going to tell you right now, uh, they are going to do their level best. And we we said on Friday, we said on Friday, I said on Friday, I said it's mathematically impossible for Democrats to retain control of the Senate. Guess what? Oh, lo and behold, in a in an election cycle where uh, the president of the United States is the least popular ever in a midterm where 75 percent of the people say the country's going in the wrong direction where inflation is a 40 year high. We're expected to believe that Americans want more of it. It's kind of weird, and then and then you see this this uh, this uh, the column from Salon Salon dot com. The time has come to move on from President Joe Biden. Well, why the hell? Why would you move on from Joe Biden? He just delivered the midterms for the Senate. What the hell are you talking about? He's perfect. He's perfect. He did it. 
The Saturday essay in the salon, Biden was a drag on the Democrats of the midterms. He'd be a disaster in 2024. Well, what evidence of that do you have? They managed to get uh, uh, to actually add a seat in the Senate, it looks like, or at least maintain that 50-50 with the uh, deciding vote left up to the dumbest vice president in American history. And right now should be cut and dried. We should have control of the House. But all of a sudden, there are, what, 20 seats still up in the air? And and right now, uh, all the Republicans have to do is get to 218. That's only seven away. And it would have to be extraordinary for Democrats to be able to maintain the, the majority in the House. But by God in heaven, we'll look at how long this election delay is, this vote count delay is. So do I have confidence in the election process in this country? No. And I'll tell you, last week I was like, screw this, I'm moving to Florida. I mean, really, I'm just screw this, moving to Florida. Screw this, moving to Texas. Screw this, I'm not going to pay my frickin' federal income tax anymore. And I would encourage Republican governors to say, screw you to the federal government. We are not going to send you any money. That's what I'd really like to see happen. Is it possible? No. It's most probably not. Because a lot of people depend on the federal government for uh, their paltry bit of, uh, of benefits that they send our way. Now, of course, they give us uh, Medicare and Medicaid and Social Security, which is a pittance, keeps you in poverty your entire uh, you know, uh, retirement life. But honestly, I, I was I was there. I was there. I mean, really, really, honestly, ready to go to Florida. Just say, honey, and I love you. Let's, let's get a place in a little, maybe a little whatever in Florida. We'll see what happens. Saturday essay, again, back to this salon piece, where they say that even though Joe Biden apparently delivered, even though he's the worst president ever in the midterms, momentary good feelings are understandable, but Biden was the biggest negative for Democrats. It's time to move on. The author begins by asserting no amount of post-election puffery about Joe Biden can change a key political reality. His approval ratings are far below the public's general positivity toward the Democrat Party. Well, why the hell are you getting rid of him? That doesn't translate into votes. Least popular vice president in the history of the country, and it, and it didn't didn't cause him to lose. Uh, you know, it didn't cause the bloodbath that we expected. Why would you get rid of him? He's doing something right. Overall, Democrats who won the midterm elections did so despite Biden, not because of them. Really, citing an NBC News uh, Tuesday exit poll that found two voters two thirds of voters do not want Biden to run for president again in twenty twenty four. The author claimed the fact is nothing new. Biden's low approval public approval ratings have long have been long standing. He writes, adding that the gap between Biden's approval ratings and those of his party underscores what a massive drag he is on the Democrat electoral prospects. Yeah, yeah. He's turning 80 this month. Earlier this year, a majority of Democrats polled they'd rather see somebody else in the as the party's nominee. Consequently, there's a growing uh, uh, a rise of the "Don't Run Joe" uh, uh, contingent of the Democrat Party. Why, why the hell should he leave? He's he actually, I guess, managed to deliver. Right? Didn't he deliver? Didn't he deliver? I guess he kind of delivered. And he also said this, by the way. He also said this uh, before the 2020 election. We're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. That was just a slip, though, right? That was a slip. Kind of like this one with Barack Obama back in 2008.
Well, I tell you what, it, it helps in Ohio that we got uh, Democrats in charge of the machines. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Um, but but look, I come from Chicago, so so I want to be honest. It's not as if it's just Republicans who have monkeyed around with elections in the past. Sometimes Democrats have too. You know, no, mostly Democrats. Whenever people are in power, Chicago. Yeah, I just say Chicago. They're, you know, they have this tendency to try to, you know, tilt things in their direction. Well, well let's hear that last part again. This is good. Democrats have too. You know, whenever people are in power, they're, you know, they have this tendency to try to, you know, tilt things in their direction. Kind of weird. Kind of weird that way. Yeah, kind of weird. Here's what uh, Tucker Carlson had to say about the electronic voting machines just two weeks ago when we were convinced that we were going to have a giant red wave and, and going to keep the, uh, going to going to get the uh, both houses of Congress back. And what happened today in Maricopa County, where some huge percentage of voting machines, electronic voting machines, according to the Arizona Republic, 30%. They, they claim these are Dominion voting machines, but it, it almost doesn't matter. Electronic voting machines didn't allow people to vote, apparently. That's so weird. And that, whatever you think of it, the cause of it, it shakes people's faith in the system. That is an actual threat to democracy. Carrie Lake should have already been named the governor of Arizona, but they're looking for votes. We're seeing it points up the core problem, which is we're not really very serious about democracy if we're using electronic voting machines. It's kind of weird that when there is a mathematical impossibility that Democrats can win, they somehow manage to have miracles happen. And God's not even on their side. Or if we're not requiring... Because they, they don't, a lot of them don't believe in it and want it chased out of everything. Photo ID. To, God, I mean. To vote. We could have secure elections. We don't because a small number of people don't want them. But until we do, you're going to have these... Moments where everybody in the country fears volatility because one side doesn't believe the result is real. And you've seen it on both sides. Yeah, there you go. And that's the side that have been called fascists and election deniers for the last few years. I mean, you saw yesterday Democrats suggesting that electronic voting machines could be hacked. Democrats, this ran in Politico. Yeah, that true, so it's yeah. not just, you know, the crazy right. It's everybody is losing faith in the system itself. So I hope if there's one thing that comes out of this, and I hope it's bipartisan, no more electronic voting machines. France doesn't use them because they care about democracy. Yeah, no more electronic voting machines, and you vote day of. And then things have got to be pretty desperate if you can't vote day of. My mother, the last time that she voted, she went to the voting booth in a hospital gown after having a stroke. All right? So, uh, nonsense. We all know what this uh, extended voting is all about. This extended uh, voting before the election, this extended counting after the election. We know what it's all about. We're not stupid, you see. Let's go to Bruce in Baltimore. Hello there, Bruce. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's going on? Good afternoon. So, yes. Uh, gee, it's unbelievable. Now, they're trying to draw, drive a wedge to the left, then the media. A wedge between Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump, which I say nonsense. Yes. Number one, Trump should cause jets a little bit because they're both on the same page on politics, on agenda and policy. And they could work together. And I would say Donald Trump president in 2024 and Ron DeSantis vice president. Yeah. And then, of course, we've got our illustrious governor, lock him down, Larry, figures... He's going to show us 
the Republican Party which way to go. He's going to lead us, lead the, lead the Republican Party right off the cliff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you listen to him. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you, uh, Bruce, <clears throat> the Republican Party cannot survive without Donald Trump. Right now, the the Republican Party cannot survive with 70 million people who support Donald Trump saying, you know what, if you're going to throw him away, then screw you. So I would I would very definitely before people like a New York Post uh, uh, and and, uh, Candace Owens. Sorry, I always like Candace Owens. She's throwing Trump under the bus. I would venture to say that that just because a couple of people say, oh, yeah, Trump's over. uh, There's 70 million other people who just last week were like watching his rallies in mass. And supporting him 100% who were saying, uh, whoa, whoa, not so fast, not so fast. Let's look at who to blame here. And the big blame lies in the powers that be in the Republican Party, particularly those in power like Mitch McConnell. That's it. And they thought we would just forget Mitch McConnell and move right on to blaming everything on Donald Trump. And that ain't going to work. That is not going to work. You know why? Because we're not stupid. We know that Mitch McConnell has presided over the fall of the country and he he has said nothing about it. So if you just think that they're going to skate through this and we're going to get rid of Donald Trump, you are high. And if Donald Trump decides tomorrow, my son's birthday, to uh, announce that he's going to run for president, guess what? I'm going to freaking support Donald Trump. How about that? Yeah. You know why? Because Donald Trump's changed the Republican Party. He brought in black and Hispanics in mass. They tried to deny it. Donald Trump suffered slings and arrows like we have never seen. He lost a billion dollars of his net wealth. He did everything he said he was going to do. And while posers like Mitt Romney and George Bush talked about things like, oh, we really need to get rid of Roe v. Wade, Donald Trump did it. He did it. One nice thing. And that's yes. the change. Ooh, gee, we support the mega. But let's get rid of Donald Trump. Donald Trump is the mega. He started that. He's he's the power behind the mega movement. Yep, of course he is. Thanks for the phone call, Bruce. Do appreciate it. Uh, let's take a break and come back. You are listening to the Rob Carson Show. To all the Brandons out there, we salute you and say, "Let's go, Brandon." It's the Rob Carson Show. And I'm watching the news now. They're declaring the end of the Trump era. Now, okay, I can see how in New York you might believe this is the end of his era. I'm I'm just being honest with you. I live in Ohio amongst the poor whites. The poor everybody. A lot of you don't understand why Trump was so popular, but I I get it because I hear it every day. Yeah, you know why? Because he did what he said he was going to do, and he did a massive middle finger to the establishment and he suffered gigantic slings and arrows in doing so it was all fairly obvious every single day of his presidency you had literally government agencies working with the democrat party and social media to throw the 2016 and the 2020 and this all the while happening while trump is under investigation after investigation that never resulted in anything and ultimately they thought that raiding his home a couple months before the election would demonize him so badly because americans would think oh the fbi's got to be ra- they got to be raiding him for good reason because of nuclear secrets why have we not heard a thing about nuclear secrets then those secrets that joe that donald trump had there at mar-a-lago that he was going to sell to the russians why haven't you heard anything about that because they needed to demonize him. They needed to make him seem supremely evil. And the Democrat Party and the mainstream media and big social media played along. And apparently some of that worked. Some of it worked. It did. It may have tempered 
some of the races, some of the expectations that we had. And I'll just mention it. I, I may have had irrational exuberance because, you see, I think that uh, we, we would vote for common sense, sanity, and our founding principles. That's why I think all of us were a little surprised that there could be people who would actually vote for insanity. But there are. A lot of young people who have no experience on the planet whatsoever, maybe have not been taught about the horrors of uh, the Soviet Union, uh, the horrors of what's happening in China, because all they care about is they have a $1,200 phone that mom and dad paid for from China. You know? I, I just kind of thought, wow, this should be fairly self-explanatory. I mean, look at this. you got uh, Americans can't afford gas or groceries or rent. The economy's failing, inflation raging. This is according, by the way, to uh, Wayne Allen Root, his column, which is called You've Just Been Gaslighted, Democrats Just Stole Another Election. I'm not completely there yet, but I'm, I'm you know, kind of there with these uh, vote counts that are still going on. Because that's what they're doing. They're trying to rustle up. Now they're trying to rustle up House votes. And last week, Nancy Pelosi was all but gone. But this weekend, she's like, I think Joe Biden's a great president. And I don't plan on going anywhere. Really? Why is that? I don't know. Because, you know, uh, for some reason, the House is still hanging in the ballots. Even though uh, that, uh, you know, uh, there's really no chance of them grabbing the majority in the House. Mathematically, not possible. But somehow, they'll probably find them, guys. They'll probably find them. And if that's the case, then our belief in the voting system collapses. And we have to decide whether we're going to fight it or whether we're going to throw up hands up in the air. And guess what? (laughs) I ain't going anywhere. Uh, So you got uh, people scared to death, losing their jobs, living in cities plagued by violent crime, mass shoplifting, homeless everywhere, streets lined with crap, uh, poop and uh, pee and needles, and uh, failing schools intent on teaching your children to become mass transgenders. Is this environment? They all voted for Biden and the Democrats. Does that make sense to you? But the real proof in the midterm pudding that uh, there was some shenanigans is... In Florida, there were a strict voter ID, strict laws against voter fraud, severe prison terms for anyone caught trying to commit voter fraud, no mail-in ballots sent to every voter, no ballot drop boxes, no ballot harvesting, no ballots accepted for days after the election, no counting for days until the desired result is achieved by the Democrat Party. And you know what? Ron DeSantis won by 20 points, and so did Marco Rubio. Yeah. Yet in Florida, Ron DeSantis, the most Trump-like, MAGA, America-first, anti-woke, anti-in-your-face, uh, ultra-conservative politician in all of America. And with that ultra-MAGA message plus strict voting laws, the GOP swept to a landslide victory. And in most other places, they didn't. Huh. Let's take a break. Come back. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. It's our America. We built it. Courage. Freedom. Millions go to Newsmax when they need to know. Start today on the free Newsmax app. Newsmax is real news for real people. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.
Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show, uh, hour number two of the show, and there is much to get to before the end of this broadcast, including a special guest. Uh, former candidate for inter- uh, Arizona Secretary of State Mark Fincham is going to join us at the bottom of the hour to talk about the uh, midterms. Also, next hour, Cheryl Chumley, the uh, Washington Times opinion, uh, online opinion editor, uh, the author of uh, A Lockdown, The Socialist Plan to Take Away Your Freedom, which appears to be working quite well, actually. Which appears to be working quite well, because uh, right now, as we speak, Democrats are busy uh, hustling up votes so they can take the House of Representatives, even though mathematically it would be impossible to do so. But by gosh, they're going to they're gonna go ahead and do that. And, and Nancy Pelosi, whose uh, demise was a fait accompli last week, is suddenly look for, looking forward, she's looking forward to unifying the country, because that's what Democrats always do. What is the Democrats' responsibility there? What steps do Democrats need to take to bring the country together? Well, we have always been taking that step because we honor our oath to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States. This is uh, this is the uh, the audacity that they have when, in fact, this is really the Democrat Party right here. This means war. That is where we are. We are at war with these people. These folks are evil. There is an ultra right MAGA um, contention in this country that wants to overthrow the U.S. government. It is a danger to our democracy. It is a danger to our way of life. The MAGA movement is a threat. The extremists that we're dealing with every single day, we've got to kill and confront that movement. Now, all of those voices want us to leave Donald Trump in the rearview mirror of our history. Are you going to listen to them? Or are you suddenly going to go, oh, yeah, you know, they were right? Or have they always despised Donald Trump for what he did to the country, what he did to the party? Before you cast Donald Trump into the waste bin of history, realize that he still has massive support while uh, Ron DeSantis' star is rising. And listen, this isn't all endorsement of Donald Trump in 2024. I'm just saying... Uh, he deserves the ability to announce his candidacy, and then we, not these jerkweeds who you just heard, are not the ones to decide whether he'll be the candidate or not. You see how that works? That's how that works. Yeah, I know. It's weird. Let's go to Buster in Santa Cruz, the home of KSCO Radio. Uh, Buster, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Rob, I am not a happy camper out here. Yeah, I know, bro. Uh, I knew you'd know. Hey, listen, you're right on the money. And I want to say something about the vote, uh, the election. But while I was waiting, I imagined Jim Gossett doing a takeoff on uh, Hank Williams Jr. It's a family tradition, but he could do it the Biden crime family. Ooh, Biden fa- crime family tradition. Crime. Fa- I yeah. like that. <laughs> and here's a, another real quick one. Yes. I think we can have fun with the, you know, the Mickey Mouse Club song, you know, M I C. But we'll instead of using M, we'll use the D word, and I didn't, you know, you know, How you about- get it. Yeah, I got it. We could do MIC. We could do RNC. Yeah, okay. I like your. I like your thinking. I like your thinking. What do you think? What else, man? What What else is on your mind today, Buster? Here's what I'm thinking. All right, we got. We're getting played big time. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Now, it's obvious they didn't correct anything. We're still working off this demon communist election system. 
What yeah. do you think, Rob? Oh, I, I agree one hundred percent. I think I think there there are cards stacked against us like we'll never know. And and I gotta tell you, for every other this is the first time in two hundred and whatever years that a midterm happened this when all of the signs were pointing to a blowout. This is the first time that this has happened. Two hundred and forty four years that this has happened, and yet suddenly we are willing to say, Oh yeah, it's Donald Trump. You know, oh yeah, it's not it's not, it's not Mitch McConnell, it's not Joe Biden, it's Donald Trump. Uh, it's nonsense. It, it, it's absolute nonsense, Buster. And, and the, the same people who have been driving nails into Donald Trump's coffin are the same people who said that last week was the final nail in Donald Trump's coffin. And I hate to tell you this. No, that coffin belongs to Mitch McConnell. And I'm ready to throw some dirt on it, Buster. What do you think? Oh, totally. I'd like to see Turtleneck McDonald out of the swamp onto a rock and take Biden Harris with her. With her. Yeah. Yeah. Although I'll mention, did you realize that there are some people they're saying that uh, that uh, uh, Liz Cheney should be on a ticket and and who the hell else? Oh, and Stacey Abrams should be on the ticket as well. I'm completely down with that. Uh, I think that should happen. Thanks for the phone call. Let's go to uh, Mark in Cambridge, Maryland. Hello, Mark. What's going on, bro? Well, I I got a whole lot of mail-in ballot requests this year. Really? I never asked for one. Yeah. Not one. Yeah. So we ended up with six, and I still have them. So wow. I have the proof that there is some fraud. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And where I live, uh, I got a mail-in ballot application I didn't ask for. And also, I got a whole lot of BS lie uh, crap from the Democrat Party that was incredibly misleading. And the only people who were misleading about their beliefs were those who were, they had these, uh, you know, Freedom Incorporated says you should vote this way because, and they were wrong in every single way, but that's the sort of propagandist BS that's going on. And that's the sort of stuff that happens when Mitch McConnell sits on money for uh, Republican candidates and watches them lose and then expects us to blame Donald Trump for it. Well, we, you know, we have the proof, you know, they think that we're all stupid. So what we should do is like we talked about back in the summer is call a general strike and do it this Saturday at nine o'clock. Shut this country down. If you're a Republican, I, listen, Mark. I, I'm completely, I am completely down with that, and I'm still trying to decide exactly what we should do, because Mark, the Democrat Party shut down the country during COVID. They were able to shut down the country during COVID. So well, I've got to, we've got to figure out a way to send a message to Washington, D.C. that we're not going to take it anymore. And I think just staying home from work ain't going to do it. Well, you know what? Because they've already shut us down. Hurt. Huh? Well, nobody gets hurt. You don't well, of have to go to Washington to protest. You can okay. do it from home. Well, we've got and, to figure out. You you are definitely right. We need to figure out something. And I and I've been. I'm still you know debating how to do this. We we need to send a message to the powers that be that we are no longer just going to be the means of production and taxation, uh, despite all of the punishment that farmers, for instance, have gone through with regard to energy dependence, the cost of fertilizer because of it, the cost of everything because of it, the, all the new green bull crap that's going. Uh, that you know, farmers go ahead and they 
say, you know what, we're going to go ahead and we're going to produce and we're going to feed America. They go ahead and do that. Uh, and, and because it is within their, it's in their blood to do it. Obviously, they need to make a living, but they also need to, they know the tremendous responsibility of what they are doing. So how do we do this without making innocent people suffer? How do we send a message to Washington, D.C.? Bleep you. You're not getting another damn dime from us and we're not going to take this anymore. I'm still deciding how we do that. If I were you, I'd pay attention to what's happening in Brazil right now with the civilians and the military. Now, am I talking about a military coup in this country? No. Am I talking about an armed revolution in this country? No. But there has to be a revolution in this country so we can once again believe that the system is fair and that the will of the people is listened to. That's what we need to do. Thanks for the phone call. And by the way... We ended up getting six million more votes than the Democrats. It was a direct reflection of the 2010. Conservatives have the right to be sore because the GOP should have won much more. Yeah. Every toss-up race went to a Democrat. No coincidence, I can tell you that. You get six million votes more than they got. But when it comes to pickups, you don't get squat. A handful of seats no one can explain. I know there's fraud cause I got a brain. Do, 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 do. Why are they still counting votes? Oh, they're looking for them. That's it. No, the media won't report a thing about cheat by mail a ballot harvesting. How do you win so big and gain so small? We barely took the house at all. You get six million more than they receive. Something is fishy, don't be deceived. Democrats will win by any means. They owe their soul to the voting machine. Now, Adam Laxalt had a, uh, a margin that was unsurmountable. His opponent would need 63% of the vote to, uh, to secure victory. And lo and behold, overnight, it just happened that way. The exact margin happened. Isn't that weird? In a state where they're still counting votes. Yeah. And then this, the GOP needs a win of less than a third of the remaining races to take control of the House. They just need, listen, to this, seven of 23 competitive races to take control of the House. Now, what do you suppose the chances are that uh, mathematically impossible Democrats could actually win this. Well, I would say, considering what happened to Adam Laxalt, you should be a little concerned at this point. And if that happens, then uh, all bets are off, as far as I'm concerned. Let's go to Jackie in Dundalk, Maryland. Hello there, Jackie. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? I witnessed voter fraud two years ago when they were bussing them in to vote. They yep. used public school buses. Yep. So Where was this? Was this in Baltimore? No, this was in Philadelphia. I was working oh, yeah. with my girlfriend. She needed help. Yep. And uh, it came back the second time with the same people. Yeah. So I followed the bus. because my car was right there, and they went to another voting place. That's yeah. two years ago. Yeah. So don't tell me there's not voter fraud. 
Yeah, and Jackie, and Jackie, by the way, uh, the uh, Project Veritas discovered the same damn thing happening, the electioneering going on in Philadelphia. I've seen it in uh, Cincinnati myself. They bust people in. They give them a sample ballot with all the Democrats they need to vote for. Then they give them a grocery right. card. Then they give them pizza. Then they give them all this crap. And I'm going to tell you, that sort of stuff has been going on. It has been going on for decades. And by God in heaven, if the Republicans take charge of the House, we need to demand that we have an election day and not an election month before and voter ID. You're damn right. You are 100% right, Jackie. There's another thing. What? I don't hear anything about someone breaking in where they're counting in Nevada. Yeah, there was a, it's amazing. The cameras just suddenly shut off at a voting center right where Paul Waxall needed to win. Four hours later. No, it was actually seven hours. It was all night long. The, the cameras right, just went right. out, you know? It's kind of weird how that happens, right? And it yeah. only happens when it's it benefits Democrats. Where and where? Yeah, that's right. Where it benefits Democrats. So don't tell me about. They need voter ID, and if the Congress doesn't demand voter ID, you need an ID for every place you go. The I know. airport, buy yeah. liquor, and everything else. Yeah, I'm sick yeah. and tired of it, and I'm 84 years old. Well, you hang in there, Jackie. I greatly appreciate your call here. And uh, we have a lot of things to sort out. And we have a battle plan. We have to have a battle plan. And is this going to include Mitch McConnell? Oh, hell no, it's not going to include Mitch McConnell. It's not. We, the people, have to have a battle plan. We've got to figure out how to circumvent all of this nonsense. They're still counting votes. They're still looking for votes. They still want to throw the House in the favor of the Democrat Party, even though the American people do not like the direction of the country, do not want more of it, because they realize this is the end. This, we are witnessing a decline. And 75% of the American people think the country is going in the wrong direction. Why would they vote for more of it? They didn't. Let's take a break and come back. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. If you're looking for a woke take on current events, just go back to sleep. Because you're not getting it here. It's The Rob Carson Show. So the powers that be that have been saying that Donald Trump was dead and gone uh, for the last five years have decided to say that he really is dead and gone and uh, we should leave him in the rearview mirror of the uh, party, to which I say, uh, no, no, uh, we'll decide that, not you guys. Not you guys who have been against him and what he believes in for the last uh, six years and have fought him every, uh, every step of the way. Uh, and by the way, the losses of the midterm were caused not by Donald Trump, who went to 17 and 19. I believe, or 219 and 17. Uh, they were Mitch McConnell in the races where he uh, took away money. Uh, should have been wins for Republicans, ended up being wins for Democrats when Republicans were outspent massively. And when GOP establishment uh, and money was taken away from them. It's kind of strange. Now, this is uh, Dave Chappelle over the weekend on, uh, on Saturday Night Live. And uh, Dave, I love Dave Chappelle, okay? Uh, we disagree uh, politically. I think that we're uh, very similar in some ways, although he uh, occasionally shows how left of center he is. But he, he does say some things that are fairly uh, common sense. Here is uh, Dave Chappelle on Saturday Night Live talking about uh, Donald Trump and the people who support him. And I'm watching the news now. They're declaring the end of the Trump era. Now, okay, I can see how in New York you might believe this is the end of his era. I'm just being honest with you. I live in Ohio amongst the poor whites. 
A lot of you don't understand why Trump was so... It isn't just the poor whites. It's people who are suffering right now. And they include black people, and they include white people, and they include Hispanic people, and they include Americans. popular, but I I get it, because I hear it every day. He's very loved. And the reason he's loved is because people in Ohio have never seen somebody like him. Mm -hmm. He's what I call an honest liar. Well, I'm not joking right now. He's an honest liar. That first debate, that first debate, I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen a white male billionaire screaming at the top of his lungs. This whole system is rigged, he said. And across the stage was a white woman, Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama, sitting over there looking at him like, no, it's not. I said, now, wait a minute, bro. It's what he said. And the moderator said, well, Mr. Trump, if in fact the system is rigged, as you suggest, what would be your evidence? Remember what he said, bro? He said, I know the system is rigged because I use it. I said, damn. (laughs) (laughs) And this is why we voted for him. Because the second time, First time, it was kind of like, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, if you were like me, I was kind of like, well, you know, maybe Ted Cruz, maybe Marco Rubio, maybe, you know, whoever the hell. And and ultimately, Donald Trump became the uh, candidate. And you were like, kind of like, uh, wow, this is going to be pretty fun. And then you realized that maybe this was the first time that we had somebody who truly, I mean, truly flew in the face of the establishment. We have not, when is the last time we had a candidate who went to Washington, D.C. and told both sides of the uh, of the establishment to suck it? When is the last time we heard that did it happen with ronald reagan to some degree a little bit more with ronald reagan ronald reagan was able to get a lot of things accomplished but uh, there was only one man who went to washington dc and gave everybody a little what for and changed the republican party and by the way all sorts of judges all the way down in the municipalities and districts and all that and of course the supreme court and by the way if you are looking for someone to blame for roe v wade being repealed you can blame donald trump because he said he wanted to do it, and he did it. Unlike George Bush, oh, this abortion is terrible. We should do something about it. Oh, let's not really do anything about it. Or, you know, Mitt Romney, oh, I'm a man of God. I'm a this and I'm a that and all of this and all of that. And he, uh, by the way, governs uh, as uh, somebody you not even on God's side. If you look at <laughs> you look at Mitt Romney, I mean, you can pose all you want. You can say you're a, 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 you know, a member in good standing of your church and all this. But honestly, uh, Mitt Romney is not a man of God. Or he would have gone in there and he would have tried to do the same damn thing. But he didn't. It took, it took Donald Trump, Donald Trump, playboy billionaire, to go to Washington, D.C. and get things done. And that's why the American people are behind him. Here's a little bit more from uh, uh, Dave Chappelle with regard to, uh, to uh, Donald Trump. No one ever heard someone say something that true. And then Hillary Clinton tried to punch him in the taxes. She said, this man doesn't pay his taxes. He shot right back. That makes me smart. There you go. And then he said, if you want me to pay my taxes, then change the tax code. There you go. But I know you won't. Yes. Because your friends and your donors enjoy the same tax breaks that I do. And with that, my friends, a star was born. Yep. No one had ever seen anything like that. No one had ever seen somebody come from inside of that house, outside, and tell all the commoners, we are doing everything that you think we are doing. Inside of that house. They just went right back in the house and started playing the game again. 
Yeah, that's Dave Chabelle. And uh, we're not going anywhere. I mean, as much as Mitch McConnell and others tried to, and I do believe Mitch McConnell literally tried to sabotage the Republicans so Donald Trump would go away. That ain't happening. And I hope he goes ahead and announces tomorrow he's going to run again. And I will vote for him, at least for now. Let's take a break. The left burned our cities. They told us to hate America as founded. Well, we're not only saying no, we're saying hell no. It's the Rob Carson Show. The Democrats are sore losers. I'm a Democrat. I'm telling you, as soon as he won, they started started saying all that he's colluding with Russia. He's colluding with Russia. It was very embarrassing as a Democrat, but as time went on. That is uh, Dave Chabelle talking about Donald Trump. He defended Donald Trump over the weekend on his monologue on uh, SNL and why we are fans of Donald Trump and why the powers that be that have been saying Donald Trump is done for the last five, six years are now saying that Donald Trump needs to be a part of uh, history. And uh, the rest of us are not having any of it, by the way. The rest of us are not having any of it. Meanwhile, uh, we've got a lot of things happening right now. The uh, the entire country is watching Maricopa County and the shenanigans there, including uh, former candidate for Arizona Secretary of State, Mark Fincham, who joins us on the phone right now. Uh, Mark Fincham, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. How are you today, sir? Uh, I'm a little banged up, Rob, but I'm going to be just fine. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Now, of course, you were uh, you were defeated by a former Maricopa County election official. Let me ask well, you this. Actually, that's not correct. Okay, great. I'm just reading headlines. Tell us what's going. Tell us what's going on in your race and in Maricopa County. Yeah, there's still 160,000 votes statewide to be counted. And yes, I have an uphill battle, uh, but uh, we're we're now getting into votes that uh, will be counted in heavily Republican districts. So you know, it's not over. Like they say, it's not over till the fat lady sings. And right now, yes. the fat lady hasn't sung. Yes, the Democrats are parading around. Uh, claiming that they've got a victory. But you know what I find interesting? The media, they want to call a race. Candidates want to call a race. But in the end, it's the voters who call the race. And until the last vote is counted, um, it isn't over. So that's the message I have for people. And right now we're in court on a couple of different matters. Uh, One of the big ones uh, that is very disturbing is the number of disenfranchised voters from Maricopa County, people that went to vote in person and were turned away. Yeah. Now you had uh, posted a piece um, on your, uh, I believe it's one of your one of your uh, social media sites. Maricopa County election officials launched a pack in 2021 to stop MAGA candidates. Uh, it sounds did. like. There are a lot of people in Bauer and Maricopa County who are attempting to throw this. Uh, we have seen uh, some things happen with regard to Arizona. We also seen some things in Nevada. For instance, Adam Laxalt should not have, have been able to uh, have been beaten in uh, in Nevada because he his opponent would have had to get sixty three percent of the vote. And lo and behold, those votes showed up that night. Do you see this sort of uh, nonsense happening in Maricopa County? Of course, I I believe there is. Is, by the way, I think it is nonsense. But what are you seeing yeah. in Maricopa County uh, as this linchpin for uh, an attempt to steal uh, a, a, an election for people like Carrie Lake and you? Well, we're seeing something that is so far afield of the the polling that even CNN did. CNN had me two points ahead of Adrian Fontes. CNN. Yeah. So, and Trafalgar had a seven points ahead. I'm sure somewhere in the middle there was 
uh, a reasonable amount. Now, they went uh, full-on negative against me, and quite frankly, we're looking into right now a money laundering scheme that in- includes uh, the Ukraine. You know, the federal government sends money to Ukraine. Ukraine gives it to FDX. FDX gives it to the DNC. And lo and behold, it makes its way back into the United States in massive spending in some of these races. We were outspent yeah. 15 to 1. Yeah. So when you couple that with a pack that was, this is very disturbing, a yes. pack that was set up by two Republicans to take out so-called MAGA candidates. I'm a Republican. You took out a Republican who was dedicated to doing one thing, holding people accountable to follow the law. Yeah. And I'm going against a guy who was convicted of a crime, who yeah. was fired by the taxpayers two years ago as a county yeah. recorder. Yeah. So uh, this whole thing is just uh, stinks to high heavens. Yeah. Uh, the the vote count is so out of line with polling yeah. that it gives rise to some pretty serious skepticism. Yeah, well, and I'm going to tell you, absolutely 100%, and I can feel it, it's palpable. And and right now what they are attempting to do is they are attempting to act like all the polls were incredibly wrong, so it had to be all of the polls, even though the polls have really never been this wrong before. Uh, Republicans led, and, and some of there was some there was some irrational exuberance, I understand that, but at the same time, suddenly you're seeing a, a delay in the vote count, uh, a lot of candidates who mathematically should have been eliminated, a lot of Democrats who suddenly were able to pull it out and and i gotta tell you uh before you just immediately said say trevolger was way off and they may have been a little off uh there were a lot of uh cnn polls and others who said republicans are going to win so are we going to throw the entire polling system both left and right uh down the drain when there could have been some major major chicanery going on with the electoral uh, process in in states around the country yeah, that's one of the things that we're looking at right now. Um, I don't believe, quite honestly, I don't believe that the CNN poll was wrong. Yeah. So if the CNN poll was right, what exactly are we seeing? Now, What one of the things that we're seeing is that this is basically a down-ticket race. Midterms, that's the behavior of midterms. So yes, Terry Lake is off by, I think the last time I looked, 26,000 votes. Abe Hamaday off by 16,000 votes. Mark Fincham off by 126,000 votes? Yeah. Huh. That's an interesting behavior, and it's just so far outside of the the realm of possibility that it's it's something that it just begs looking into. In fact, one of the things that we want to do, and I, I hope we have the opportunity, we want to inspect all of the mail-in envelopes for signatures. Yeah. Uh, there's something that happened that we've, we've caught in Florida where signatures were so exact that the inspectors started looking at, well, okay, wait a minute, how can they be so exact? And they put them under a magnifying glass. Lo and behold, it's not ink. It's a series of dots, which means it was printed out of the envelope. So did that happen here? Who knows? I mean, this the, the, the impropriety of all of this is just beyond the pale. Katie Hobbs did not recuse herself. She is the senior elections director over an election that she has an interest in. Wow, that's not ethical. Then you have the recorder and the county supervisor. A similar situation. They form a pact to go against people of their own party. 
and they're over the election that that individual or those individuals could suffer a loss at. That's not ethical either. So we have a serious problem with ethics in Arizona. And, you know, that's one of the things that I dedicated myself to trying to clean up. We've got our own little swamp here in Arizona, even though we have a lot of dry air. Yeah. Now, you also, uh, uh, there's a wonderful article in the Gateway Pundit, which, by the way, has been demonized by the uh, left in this country uh, for the last couple of years, even though a good share, not all, but a good share of their um, of their uh, prognostications have been completely correct. Despite only 70% de- a Democrat turnout on Election Day, Katie Hobbs and Democrats are winning over 50% of Maricopa County Election Day totals. Huh. Yeah, how does that work? How does that work out? I, I want to know how this works out. Please explain to me how Maricopa County, uh, in in from predominantly conservative bastions, uh, had election irregularities, including 30% of machines not working, people literally standing in line, being told to go vote elsewhere, even though they couldn't vote elsewhere, coming back and founding the restrictions and the time limitations to be exorbitant, and also the polls not to be allowed to stay open long. Uh, yeah. Tell me, tell me about all of the things that you've noticed and heard from with regard to Maricopa County, because it appears to be ground zero for election fraud. Well, there is so much wrong with this election that uh, I, at some point, I expect the voters to, to demand a new election. Yes, that's my next uh, question. Got, you know, the, the the people who have been disenfranchised were, um, interestingly enough, in predominantly Republican confines. Yes. Huh. How does that work? Yeah. Then we've got, of course, the tabulation equipment that is fairly unreliable. I mean, we think back to the 2020 election, and we just talk about, you know, what was the inspection rate in in 2020? They did uh, a uh, a tabulation test, and if I remember correctly, they found a 20% error rate. Huh. (laughs) Yeah. And you're still using that equipment, really. Yeah. So I'm uh, I'm loath to think that this is over. And, yeah. You know, the Democrats are going to want to make the claim. In fact, they're calling on me to concede. Here's here's the deal. Don't. I am not conceding anything. <laughs> Good. Because as long as there is an open question of the legitimacy yes. of an election, you know, we we give up our our consent to be governed. Yeah. Okay. We never give up our right. To scrutinize the outcome never and that's exactly the stage that we are in right now it is uh, remarkable, and, and I did a lot of thinking over the uh, weekend with regard to how ex- how to accept this. You and I, uh, we have been told for the last uh, two years to not believe our own senses, to not believe uh, any, any uh, you know, we were told we could not have any doubts about the election. It was disinformation. We were told we couldn't have any doubts about Hunter Biden's laptop, that it was, it was absolutely fake. Uh, we found out that was right. We found out that uh, Hillary Clinton worked with the FBI and the DNC in an attempt to throw the 2016 election by paying for a dossier. And and all of this has culminated. We thought perhaps that maybe they would get things right across the country, that there would be enough people saying nonsense to this. And it looks like they've done the same damn thing in, uh, in Maricopa County. And I predicted last week, by the way, 
Isaac said I said that the the race that the the races that they would attempt to tamper with are the Senate because it is a smaller universe of uh, of, yep. uh, of samples. There's a smaller uh, window for uh, fraud that is is noticeable, and they could get away with it. It looks like, and, and maybe I'd like to hear from you. Why do you suppose that we don't know who is in control of the House of Representatives now a week later? Well, I, it goes back to the, the slow walking of the counting of votes. Now, they're going to blame the voters. That's what bureaucrats do. That's And, and frankly, that's what uh, the lesser magistrates, like county supervisors, do. They're going to blame the voters because they change their behavior. Okay, let's go back to ground zero, and that is that people have a right to vote at the polls. So you knew, supervisors... Recorder Richard, you knew that the people were going to be coming to the polls to vote. Yep. It's inexcusable that at 8.30 in the morning, this is a first-hand report from one of the poll workers, at 8.30 in the morning they had run out of toner <laughs> for the on-demand ballot printing machines. Okay. Yeah. That is mismanagement at, at least. Yeah. So we're looking at, I think, the, uh, the wholesale disenfranchisement of Republican voters. Yeah. Um, you know, the Gateway Pundit asked a great question. How is it that 17% of Democrats show up? Think about that number. That yeah. means 83% of Democrats stayed home. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yet they're winning 50% of the, of the vote. You know, I, I think at this point... Um, there are so many doubts about this election that the people have every right to be angry. They have every right to, um, quite frankly, redress of their grievances. And if that means a new election, then so be it. But uh, let me let me ask you this: How how does an uh, 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 a redo? Uh, actually, can we take a break and come back? Can you hold on? Sure. Mark, I know I know you're busy, and let me just say uh, I greatly appreciate your time this morning, and I really appreciate the fact that you are not uh, going uh, going away, and and you shouldn't because there's a lot of crap happening. Let's take a break and come back, find out what is the next step for the people of Arizona and particularly in Maricopa County with regard to uh, elections that are still outstanding, and we do consider yours to be one of those. Let's take a break. It's the Rob Carson Show. Joe Biden has always been a punchline. Now he's just a joke. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show. It's kind of funny. There are a lot of people who are saying that Mark Fincham is a former candidate for Arizona Secretary of State. And uh, no, 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 he's not conceded uh, any type of loss with regard to his election. And you see this headline, despite only 17% Democrat turnout on Election Day. And you knew this was going to happen because uh, we saw what happened in 2020. We were told that we could not have any doubts about the election, that everything was on the up and up, despite the hundreds of thousands, millions of minutes of video the countless uh, 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 amount of evidence that was happening with regard to cell phone tracking uh, with 2,000 mules, uh, the the, uh, battleground states stopping uh, vote counting the night of the election, restarting the next morning with Joe Biden winning almost exclusively 100% in some places, nursing homes reporting 100% voter turnout, but we couldn't say anything about it. We couldn't say anything about it. Well, Mark Fincham is not going quietly into the night, and he joins us on the phone right now. So what, what is next? How do the people of Arizona uh, have another election? Because I, I think it's in order, to be quite honest. Well, the first, the first step is to finish this election. And yes, we've got about 160,000-plus 
votes that have yet to be counted. Um, and that's not just Maricopa County. That's all over the state. Uh, some of the counties, some of the more rural counties, uh, smaller population, they have already completed their counting. Um, you know, the pathway to victory for me is 88 percent for uh, of, of the outstanding votes. For Cary Lake, it's 58 percent. And I think for Abe Hamaday, it's probably something like 53, 54 percent. So um, but many of the Democrat uh, precincts were counted early. And that, I think, was purposeful to set the narrative that they were winning. Um, but now the question becomes, where are the voters who were disenfranchised, the people who went to the polls and wanted to vote? Um, now, whether there's a, a question of a, a recount, um, that's probably administratively, that's the next step. Um, if there is any kind of discrepancy there that cannot be overcome, um, then it's it certainly is a possibility for a court order for another election. But, you know, that's way down the path. Um, but I think that the people of Arizona right now are, my phone is just blowing up with text messages and, and voicemails about how angry people are. First, that they were denied the opportunity to vote. And I hope that they remember that two years from now when they have to elect county supervisors and a county recorder. These people need to be removed from office. In fact, it would be better if they were removed from office now as opposed to waiting for two years. So there's a lot of moving parts to this. Uh, we're already in court right now. Uh, I don't know how that hearing went this morning, uh, but I want to wait to see. You know, each one of these cards has to be played in the proper order. And, yeah. um, but we are not done with this because this, this election is nothing but a steaming garbage heap. Yes, it is. You're exactly right. And where uh, there were any instances of doubt with regard to uh, uh, Democrats winning, those were the, or I should say, the, the places that mattered the most to get a, a Republican or a Democrat majority in the Senate, those appear to have been delayed. They uh, appear to have been uh, the same crap that happened in 2020 is happening now. Let me ask you this, Mark Fincher, what can we do to help you out? And, and what can we do to keep this fight going? And not to have to succumb to people saying, you're an election denier. Uh, what yeah. can we do to support? And I'm going to tell you, I'm 100% behind you. I'm 100% by, behind Carrie Lake. I am 100% behind the people of, uh, of Arizona who have waited, who waited for election day so they could finally get heard. And it looks like now hundreds and hundreds of thousands have either maybe had their, their vote taken from them or, uh, or kept from voting altogether. What, what can we do, sir? Well, there's a couple things you can do. Number one, we still have got some campaign debt. It's not a huge amount of debt, but if people want to go to votefincham.com, that's V-O-T-E-F like Frank, I-N-C-H-E-M.com, you can help us retire the debt that we've got. Uh, it's yes, probably $30,000, $40,000 worth. We ran a very fiscally responsible campaign. That's how I live my life. That's how we ran our campaign. And quite frankly, that's what the, the voters would have expected from me. Um, the other thing folks can do, if they are specifically Maricopa County residents listening to this show and they were uh, turned away at the polls, they can go to my Twitter feed and there is a post out there um, that they can give us their information and we will yep, add yep. them to what might end up be, being a class action lawsuit to demand an election but all right mark i've got i've got to wrap things up um i will get with my right. producer get the information i'll post it but god bless you brother godspeed god bless we're going to turn this crap around i appreciate your time let's take a break it's a rob carson show
Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show, hour number three of the uh, Rob Carson Show, and we have much to get to, uh, including the monologue that I've been sitting on since uh, since this morning. We'll get to that very shortly. Uh, by the way, real quick, remember about two weeks ago, Fox Ted in Phoenix accidentally ran a graphic saying Katie Hobbs would win the governor's race 53 to 47%. Remember that? That graphic that just popped up out of nowhere and just kind of, you know, disappeared. It's like, I don't know, we were just testing some things, and at the time, all the polls were showing that Carrie Lake was going to stop. Uh, Katie Hobbs and the whole deal. And then on Election Day, Maricopa County, suddenly everything just stopped working. 30% of the vote machine just suddenly stopped working in a place that, you know, they should have had this crap figured out. So pardon me for uh, questioning voter uh, voting integrity in places like uh, uh, Arizona and Nevada and all the other places that uh, would require an extraordinary effort to uh, get Democrats to win. Pardon me for not uh, uh, just going along with uh, the mainstream media, big social media, and rhinos who want to kill Donald Trump. Pardon me for questioning that, but uh, I'm never going to stop that because I don't like being played. Oh, by the the way, this is kind of interesting. Uh, another uh, Democrat miracle, uh, Maggie Hassan, uh, you know, she ran for uh, the Senate in, uh, in, uh, in uh, New Hampshire. Well, she got 1,100 votes from a town with a population of only 700. Kind of weird how that happens. Yeah, Maggie Hassan received 1,106 votes from uh, a town called Columbia, New Hampshire, where the population is under 700. Uh, Don Bulldock got 193 votes in that. It's just kind of weird kind of weird how that happens. Uh, Senator Josh Hawley calling for the Republican Party to undergo reform after it was projected the party would not regain control of the U.S. Senate on Saturday night. And yeah, we do need, we need to change uh, 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 leadership of the party and Mitch McConnell needs to go into the rearview mirror of our history. He has been nothing, he only won because of a Donald Trump endorsement, by the way. And then he spent uh, the rest of his time after that election uh, battling Donald Trump and his supporters. Uh, following uh, uh, whether or not he would support Senator Mitch McConnell for GOP leadership, uh, Mr. Josh Hawley, Senator Josh Hawley said, I don't imagine I will do no. I'm not sure if any other senator will run or not. Nobody's indicated they would. But my view is that we need new leadership in that position. And I'm going to tell you that new leadership has to happen or me and a whole lot of uh, people who are sick and tired of this crap are going to uh, we're going to raise some holy hell with regard to Mitch McConnell. And what I think that means is you don't send the Republican Party another damn dime. Not one single dime. Nothing. 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 Not one dime to the Republican Party nationally. Not a single penny. Screw you, Mitch McConnell. Senate Leadership Fund, which Mitch McConnell was in charge of, withdrew ad spending for Republican candidate Blake Masters in his winnable Arizona race to attack uh, fellow Republican Kelly Chewbacca, who is challenging McConnell. Ally, Senator Lisa Murkowski in Alaska, we know that. Uh, then Josh Hawley uh, joined Sen Senator Marco Rubio and other colleagues in calling for the GOP Senate leadership vote to be delayed until the Georgia Senate runoff uh, results are determined. But, you know, they want to... Uh, the uh, uh, Mitch McConnell wants to vote right now so he can stay in leadership. And I'm saying uh, not only no, but hell no. Oh, there's this. The people of Brazil and the military are continuing to work together to overcome the uh, stolen election. You see, because everybody won down ticket who was conservative, except for the leader, uh, Bolsonaro, who lost by 1%. It's kind of weird how that happens, isn't it? Kind of like what happened here in 2020. 
Maybe we need to follow their lead. I don't know. I don't know. But here's what I wrote this morning. I'm going to try and get through this before the end of this segment because uh, this just kind of happened. What we're expected to believe. Going into election where a president had the worst approval ratings in recorded history with 75% of the population saying the country is heading in the wrong direction. Where 70% uh, of Americans and 80% of blacks say crime is a major problem. Where there is a 40-year high inflation, we are expected to believe the president had the best midterm since Kennedy. Going into election where there were record gas prices, where the Democrats ran against a president who's not been in office for two years and supposed denial of an election that was in the past. Where any and all criticism of the government about the 2020 election, COVID response, Hunter's laptop, opposition to the Russia collusion hoax were all declared disinformation by the Democrat Party, the DHS, big social media and the mainstream media and censorship for two years of Joe Biden's administration. We're expected to believe the country wanted more of it and voted Democrat. In a country where Democrat opponents did not debate, and in many cases campaign, just like Joe Biden in 2020. In a country where thousands of people turned out to protest outrageous CRT, sexualization, and transgender nonsense, and voted out hundreds of radical leftist school board members, all the while the DOJ declared war on their activism, we're expected to believe Joe Biden was victorious. In a country where a former president was demonized every day by the media and Democrat Party, where he was impeached before he accomplished anything in office and impeached after he left to ensure he could not run again, we're expected to believe he stopped the Republican wave. In a country where a Senate leader and the lion's share of the Republican Party said nothing during and after the 2020 riots that caused billions in damage, done dozens of lives lost, and a president to retreat to a bunker, we're expected to believe the Republican Party establishment when they say this midterm was Trump's fault. In a country where we know the FBI was involved in hiding Hunter Biden's laptop before the 2020 election and colluded with Hillary Clinton and the DNC to create a phony dossier to take down Donald Trump's candidacy and surveil his transition team and presidency, we're expected to believe voters are down with this deep state. In a country where CNN plummeted in ratings, late-night TV died while Greg Gutfeld thrived, and 80% of the American people don't trust the media, CNN Plus did a face a face plant. A Facebook lost 73% of its value, and Twitter hangs in the balance. Disney stock and attendance did a nosedive after embracing woke nonsense, and we're expected to believe Americans want a country to continue its leftward, leftward progression. In a country where the president and his Marxist spokes, KJP, said we should be prepared for election count delays out of nowhere. When we were assured safeguards had been uh, had taken place since the last election debacle, we're ex- a debacle, we're expected to believe after a week of the same nonsense that everything is on the up and up. We're told to believe in a Senate race in Nevada where the incumbent needed 65% of the remaining votes to win. Suddenly, a day after that exact percentage of votes, suddenly were uh, dumped so the Democrat could win. We're told in a country where the Senate Republican leader watched Republican candidates get outspent sometimes 10 to 1, even 20 to 1, when they were supported by Donald Trump, that the Republican Party wanted to regain control of both houses in Congress and not sabotage Donald Trump purposefully to blame him for the party's problems. I think Mitch McConnell did it. I think he sabotaged. I do. Because all he needed was a couple of losses to be able to blame it on Donald Trump. Yeah. Yeah. 
We're supposed to believe in a country where the mainstream media made 99% of stories in the news cycle negative about Republican candidates that the playing field is even. We're told to listen to those who would say the last nail has been nailed into Donald Trump's coffin while they've been hammering nails since 2015. We're told to disregard the $350 million Donald Trump raised, the hundreds of thousands who attended his rallies while no one showed up for Democrat candidate rallies, that America wants more Democrat leadership. We're told that Democrat support for defund the police and demonization of the police didn't cause the gigantic rise in crime in Democrat-run cities. We're told the southern border crisis isn't happening, while 5 million people have streamed across the border, bringing with them a fentanyl crisis that has killed 70% of the 107,000 drug overdoses last year in America. We're told to believe Americans are happy with working two or three jobs to pay the bills. We're told to believe inflation is easing while millions are finding Walmart too expensive and have to turn to the dollar store. We're told to believe Americans want a woke military that now can't meet half of its recruitment bills. We're told to believe America's, Americans love drag queen story hour and radical transgendered surgery and puberty blockers for kids. We're told to believe Americans want men competing and destroying women's athletics and other contests. We're told to believe Americans don't want mothers. They want birthing persons. We're told to believe masculinity is toxic and boys need to be drugged for attention deficit disorder and other masculine behaviors the left finds offensive. We're told men are worthless and unnecessary and gender is fluid. In short, we're told our truths are false, our suspicions are unfounded. We are to be blind and deaf to common sense, and those who are reasonable and those who would fight back are insane conspiracy theorists and deniers. Yeah, America wants more of this, right? Or is it 10% of those who are in power are directing the entire narrative, controlling the messaging, and demonizing, demonetizing, or destroying those who would fight back for the founding and those who would defend it with their fortunes, Donald Trump, and their lives, potentially, and freedom, January 6th protesters. We've been told we have to suspend our beliefs and reason while we watch our country burn down. Well, we're not buying it. We're not just accepting it. We're watching our worst fears about the direction of the country in the 2020 election come true. We were right about all of it. Now we need to decide if we're going to play along. We need to decide if we should go along with those who violently fought the MAGA movement and called us white supremacists, fascists, and deniers. Mitt Romney, George Bush, Barack Obama, Mitch McConnell, Kevin McCarthy, Meghan McCain, Joe Scarborough, Larry Hogan, and countless others have been circling over us like buzzards for seven years, and now they expect us to abandon Donald Trump so they can dive in and pick his bones clean after investigation after investigation and a raid on his home. Well, we're not playing along we're not going to just abandon the candidate who changed the Republican Party from a lily-white country club, blue-blood party into the party of the working person and those who love the country as founded. We're not going to just forget a man who was polling with 70% last week before an election where the GOP establishment cheered for the opposition and funded them to have an advantage, then said nothing as questionable ballot dumps, security camera collapses, and extended counts nearly exclusively advantaged Democrats for a reason. 
I'm not sure where we go from here, but I do know without an election process we can trust we cannot go on. Does this mean we ask Republican governors to sense co- to cease cooperation with the federal government on taxation? Perhaps. Does this mean massive moves like Democrat from Democrat enclaves to Republican states like Florida and Texas? Yes, it does. It's already happened. Does this mean Democrat-run cities and states will bleed population to other states while crime and mayhem continue unabated? Absolutely. Does this mean we cooperate with our enemies or try to reach common ground? Absolutely not. We don't reward malfeasance. We don't reward abuses and usurpations. And we certainly don't reward ruling against the will of the America American people. We are not stupid. We are not uninformed. We are not deterred. We are angry. We are determined. And we don't believe the powers that be. And we will not play nicely anymore. We'll be putting that up on the podcast, NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast, and I hope that you will share that with your friends who are sick and tired of the nonsense. This is The Rob Carson Show. Bulldoze the swamp, pave it over, and start again. It's The Rob Carson Show. All of the powers that be who have said that your suspicions about the 2020 election and your support of Donald Trump, all of those people are saying that we should leave Donald Trump behind, including a guy who's been ahead of the uh, Republican Party in the Senate, has had his hands on the Republican purse strings and took away money from Trump candidates where they lost. He's a Mitch McConnell. Mitch trashed our candidates, working hard in several states to take the Senate back for the GOP. And he needs to go bye-bye. Blake Masters could have used McConnell's help, but he gave it all to Murkowski. This is Jim Gossett. Kentucky Mitch has been a bust. Bye-bye, Mitch. It's time to get someone that we can trust. Hey, Mitch, you're through. Yeah, we're done with you. Yes, your... I'm through. Gotta get someone new. Yeah. And replace you. Say goodbye, Kentucky Mitch. Yeah, we're done with your crap, buddy. Bye, Mitch. Uh, we the people are done with your crap, my uh, yeah. Because honestly, how 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 connected do you feel to Mitch McConnell? What has Mitch McConnell done to you, or for you? What has Mitch McConnell done that compares remotely to what Donald Trump did to the country, and what he did to the Supreme Court, and what he did? for your belief that somebody could move to Washington, D.C. and make a difference and fly in the face of those who have been in power for so long. What has Mitch McConnell done for you? So you're going to say, oh, yeah, let's go with Mitch McConnell and his acolytes and say that Donald Trump is over. Nah, bull crap. Let's go to Dwayne in Dallas. Hello, Dwayne. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Hello, sir. Uh, first of all, we have to look at Florida as kind of like the Zapruder film because Florida proved that you can run a clean election. Yep. But the problem we face is that this is Mark Elias and the Democrats, they, this is their plan, is to delay the vote long enough and long enough and long enough so that the courts can't accept these challenges. Yeah. That's what we learned two years ago is we kept yes. being told, hey, there's not enough time. There's not enough time. You know, we got all these constitutional dates that we got to follow. So they yeah. kept pushing it back and back and back where the votes wouldn't count it. 
And so they learned what they did uh, successfully two years ago, and they're doing the same strategy now. All of a sudden, you wake up and Laxalt is losing. Yep. It's a joke, and it's all yep. part of a plan to make sure that these elections are stolen and so that the American people, you know, no longer have faith in their elections. Dwayne, now we, uh, as of last week, it was almost, it was a mathematic impossibility for Adam Laxalt to lose. And then what happened? And then what happened? The exact amount of votes came the next day for his opponent. Now, do you suppose there's a reason why Joe Biden said, hey, man, those votes could be delayed? And then you got Nancy Pelosi not saying a damn word until this weekend when he said she's not going anywhere. Uh, you know, I mean, seriously, you think that uh, it's not possible for the Democrat party to steal the house uh if they've already stolen the senate excuse me go ahead they knew exactly how many votes they needed and they they, now of course they didn't say stop the count when laxalt was ahead they didn't ask for the uh, cortez masto to concede the election when laxalt was ahead no that never happens it's only in reverse yeah yeah um, let me ask you. Let me ask you this, Dwayne. If if Donald Trump decides to be the candidate, he decides to announce his candidacy for presidency. Will you vote for Donald Trump if he announces tomorrow? One thousand percent. And I'm going to do what the Democrats do. I'm going to vote for him twice. <laughs> All right, Dwayne. Thanks for the call. Let's go to Barbara. Barbara in Baltimore. Barbara, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. I know that you are still trying to uh, uh, understand why the people of Maryland have voted to continue the handbasket to hell with its candidates. But what else is on your mind today? I tell you what, I'm done. I'm done as far as Maryland. I understand. You know, you can't you can't win if you're going to be a wussy. You are so on it. I've been in. Well, I had uh, some doctor's appointment today. You know, I'm all out. You know, yeah. so I got to. Uh, but anyway taking care of everything, and I'm all good. I'm all good. But here's what I just believe, and you are so on it, as far as the governor's cooperation, where, um, as far as taxation, where we can have an escrow account for taxes, that's something to think about. Yep. We're getting on a lot of areas where we're, we're sick of it, okay? Yep. We don't have a fight here, but we do have a fight in Arizona. Arizona is absolutely being stolen. It's being done before our eyes. Unfortunately, Rama McDaniel, Rama Romney, Romney's niece, should have sued. Should have sued. She should have made sure that Katie Hobbs was not Secretary of State. But the fact that those machines broke down, I just kind of wrote down some things that you talked about. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's what I'm talking about right now. Uh, Arizona has standing because the machines, I was a chief judge here in Maryland. The, uh, the voting equipment being ready at opening is crucial. We have to call it in that we're ready, and it needs to be done here in Maryland at 7 o'clock, 7 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. had to call it in that we were ready. Barbara, I gotta Barbara, I gotta run. Barbara, I gotta run. I'm against a hard break. I need you to call back later this week and discuss because uh, your your thoughts are very, very important to me. And yeah, and I suggested uh, we we hold all of the uh, state money from the federal government that the Republican governors say now we're gonna take your taxes, code them in an escrow account, and we'll decide what to do. It's time to not play along anymore because we're just gonna get screwed again and again and again. That's what they're trying to do in Arizona. Let's take a break. This is the Rob Carson Show. 
Joe Biden's first year in office summed up in three words. Welcome back, Carter. That's not right. It's not fair to us. And honestly, it's not fair to the world. It's the Rob Carson Show. By the way, if you live in Arizona and you are concerned with what they are doing in Maricopa County, which, by the way, is uh, so ungodly fraudulent, it's not even funny. And everybody knows it is, by the way. Uh, Just go to DefendDemocracyAZ.com, DefendDemocracyAZ.com. If you were disenfranchised from voting, if you were turned away on Election Day, if you were told there was no way you could vote on Election Day, you need to go to this website and raise holy hell. DefendDemocracyAZ.com. We already had one uh, mathematically impossible victory for a Democrat in Nevada. Our are they going to mathematically impossibly win and stay in power in the House of Representatives by hook or by crook? Well, I would say uh, if you're dealing with Democrats, uh, yeah, absolutely everything is possible. Joining us on the phone right now is uh, opinion editor for The Washington Times, one of my go-tos every day for uh, show prep and occasionally solace. Uh, Cheryl Chumley joins us on the Newsmax hotline. Good morning. How are you today? How are you? Thank you so much for having me. Glad to have you here. You also have a, a book. It's called Lock Down the Socialist Plan to Take Away Your Freedom. I would assume that uh, uh, maybe some of this socialist plan uh, was uh, inst- instigated. It actually happened during this uh, midterm election. What are your thoughts about the uh, midterm election and some of the things that have happened? Yeah, well, uh, I'm reading the headlines and and reading the stories in the news out of uh, Arizona, as you and I'm sure all your listeners and watchers are. And, uh, again, it's deja vu, right? Uh, The the Democrats are very clever at exploiting election loopholes and bringing into play laws that they themselves create that give them an advantage during election counts. And this is what we're seeing play out. This is why we need in America election day, not election yep. week, not election month. And certainly let's curb all these mail-in early ballot counts because they do nothing but create uh, doors for Democrats to enter and do their nefarious dealings with the vote counting. Now, um, certainly we're seeing this in uh, in Maricopa County. Uh, we've seen some mathematical impossibilities. I mean, uh, we were supposed to win the uh, Senate by, uh, you know, four. Uh, and uh, and, and it, in most midterms, you would see this red wave. We did see, by the way, essentially the same amount of votes more than Democrats that we did in 2010. But we are not seeing the same turnaround with regard to House seats and uh, and uh, uh, and Senate seats, which to me says it doesn't say that, that uh, things have changed. It says that some people are gaming the system. Personally, that's what I think. Uh, what are your thoughts with regard to the, the, uh, the red wave that wasn't? Well, I was one of those people who were predicting a red wave. And it's very so was difficult. I. It's very difficult for me to believe the idea that because Donald Trump is Donald Trump, that's why we didn't see the red wave. I think that argument is bogus. And so you have to look at our election systems. And, yes, certainly there there were probably Republicans uh, expected to win who didn't win by fair vote count. But you have to wonder, why are Democrats so insistent all the time about expanding Election Day? And there's a very good reason for it. It allows them 
to uh, create chaotic systems that gives them a chance to count and recount and recount and take the elections into the legal system, into the courts, where they generally win. And yeah. so I, I find this uh, I, I find this a very sad state of things for the Republican Party because unless we either learn to do the same thing the Democrats are doing, which perish that thought, or we learn to get better at selling the Republican message so that even Democrat voters will vote Republican more often, then I think we're doomed to more losses. Well, we, we saw, and I do believe, the polls with regard to the number of Hispanics and black people who were leaving the Democrat Party. You may recall Facebook got rid of a page that had a half a million stories. Uh, it was the walk away movement, and Facebook got rid of it right after the 2020 election. Uh, so I absolutely believe there was a shift toward uh, Republicans in this election cycle, and I absolutely believe that Americans weren't down with jo- what Joe Biden was giving them. And and I would venture to say that there is no reason why the American people would uh, vote when they said 75% of us said the country was going in the wrong direction, would vote in the opposite direction of that. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. And, and let's not forget the suburban white women who fled uh, Joe Biden policies and the Democrat Party, supposedly in the, in the week leading up to the midterm elections or election day. So I I agree with you. There's something going on, and it's more than just Donald Trump. It's more than just a hatred for Republican Party principles. At this point in time, with the inflation rate as it is, with America falling on the global arena, the global platform, with China coming on strong, with parents all around the nation parents of all political walks in an uproar over how the Democrats are selling socialism and communism into the brains of their youth, there should have been a Republican wave. But, you know, the losses aren't due to the fact that Americans like Democrat principles. There has to be something else going on. I I believe so, and I don't think they're going to be able to just say this time that our uh, our uh, belief that something happened was disinformation. Now, Joe Biden this morning is bragging about a uh, um, a meeting with Xi Jinping. Uh, they are working to stabilize relations, and uh, and they're not concerned about any sort of adversarial relationship with China. It's like it's like none of that kind of uh, uh, simulated Cold War ever happened. What do you think about? Joe Biden in the second half of his uh, presidential term and our relationship with China. What's going on there? Yeah, this is this is very dark. And my Tuesday commentary at the Washington Times talks about Joe Biden's emboldening, emboldening of China's Communist Party. Uh, look, I don't know how Joe Biden with a straight face could say that he wants to work in partnership or, you know, cooperate with China. This is not a country that America should be cooperating with or seeking common ground. It's like finding common ground between good and evil. There, there really isn't much no. there. We need to come on strong and make it clear that China will never dominate over America when it comes to uh, the global stage. This administration, though, is so sold out to China. And sadly, the the Democrat Party, uh, in large part, and even some Republicans have jumped ship, jumped America's ship in, in bed now with China, that it's going to be very difficult to emerge from these next two years of Joe Biden's presidency and see America at the top and China below. It's going to be flipped.
What do you think about um, this attempt by those who've been trying to hammer nails into Donald Trump's coffin, saying that the coffin was sealed on uh, Wednesday while ignoring Mitch McConnell as uh, as the, one of the real problems? In fact, I would venture to say, I would venture to say, I love your thoughts. I think that Mitch McConnell through the election. Uh, I think that he wanted just enough uh, Republicans to lose that he could blame it on Donald Trump. What do you think? Yeah, it's despicable to look at the elections and blame Donald Trump, right? But uh, Donald, that, that's what's happened to Donald Trump all along. Yeah. Since his rise to the White House. He has been the scapegoat for those who hate uh, all things America, who hate America first and would rather see a more globalism-type government coming out of America, which is what Mitch McConnell would favor. And so the fact is the RNC has never supported Donald Trump. Rhino Republicans have never never supported him. And they saw the election as their opportunity to, to come in once again and kick the can uh, to the curb called Donald Trump, hoping that he would go away. I hope he comes out and announces his run for presidency, because I'm sure that will send them back into their dark corners, cowering in anger. Well, the interesting thing, Cheryl Chumley, by the way, Cheryl Chumley the, uh, from the Washington Times, also the uh, book called Lockdown, the Socialist Plan to Take Away Our Freedom. Um, it is, uh, to me, a little bit remarkable that uh, there are so many who are willing to cast aside Donald Trump when, you know, 25,000 were people, people were coming to his rallies just a week ago. Uh, it's, it's, abs- it's nonsensical. Uh, it, it is, it's absolutely nonsensical. And you know, what's really funny is you've got all these people like uh, last week, there was a, the New York Post. And then you see people like uh, Candace Owens, who I love Candace Owens, uh, you know, and, and they're all willing to say Donald Trump, you know, we're, let's leave him behind. Ron DeSantis is the guy. And, and I don't think that Trump voters are ready for that. We are willing to say, let him throw his hat in the ring. And if, if the country of the Republican Party, we decide to uh, make Ron DeSantis the candidate, then so be it. But there is nothing. Uh, there is no reason why we should try to keep Donald Trump for not announcing his candidacy other than to empower those that hate Donald Trump to convince him to just disappear. What do you think? What do you think? Uh, absolutely. Agree 100%. And let's remember the people that hate Donald Trump hate Donald Trump because he stands for what Americans want for America in terms of American exceptionalism. And look, the people that say, you know, Donald Trump was great, but his time has come and gone, and now it's Ron DeSantis's time to shine. Let me just say that Donald Trump wasn't attacked until he made clear that he was going to be the White House candidate and that he was going to fight for America. Don't you think the, the same thing will happen yes. once Ron DeSantis stands yes. up and makes the same principled stand for America? He'll be under attack the same way Donald Trump was. And then these same type of Republicans will be coming forward and saying, well, DeSantis' time has come and gone. We like him, but he just fights too crudely and he, he starts too many fires. So we need a more moderate candidate. Let Donald Trump run. There's a primary process and the voters in the Republican Party will have the final say. Let me ask you this. I mean, uh, if you look at Ron DeSantis and uh, Marco Rubio's massive win, particularly in Miami, Dade, would you venture to say that uh, the principles espoused by Donald Trump or Mitch McConnell would be the uh, driving principles for those people to vote in uh, the, the, the two aforementioned candidates by 20 points? Oh, absolutely. The Donald Trump type, type <laughs> yes. principles, right? Because yes. a lot of those voters, uh, in, especially in the southern portions of Florida, 
that's where people have fled the communist and socialist regimes. And they live there, and they know firsthand what it's like to live under what the Democrat Party in America has become, basically socialist, more like communists. And so these are the voters that rallied behind Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah. Now, you've got this book. It's called Lockdown, the Socialist Plan to Take Away Your Freedom. Explain to our listeners uh, the gist of your book uh, so they can consider, uh, uh, you know, checking it out. The gist of my book is that if you think the lockdowns seen under the coronavirus are done and over with and that we have returned to full pre-pandemic normalcies, think again. Because the Democrat Party, uh, with their partnerships with these global governments, have already laid the groundwork for the next so-called lockdowns. And it's called what Joe Biden and the U.N. pinheads just said, climate hell. They're going to uh, piggyback off the coronavirus right into environmentalism and expect the same sort of seizures of individual liberties. So my book is a warning and it's also uh, an explainer on how to best fight. Well, we do need a plan to fight this, and I'm absolutely with you 100% with regard to the lockdowns. We uh, we managed to uh, uh, go along with uh, the, a government telling you you can't go to church in a, a place where the First Amendment is king. We we went along with a government that called what, what we believe to be disinformation or misinformation, even though much of what they said at the beginning of the pandemic would be classified exactly that. So there is a plan afoot, there is for sure. It would take, that's why it's taken so little amount of time for Joe Biden to immediately go see Xi Jinping uh, following uh, what he says is an election victory in the midterms. There's a lot of crap happening. Uh, Lockdown. Now, is the book out right now or what is it officially ready? The book is out right now. You get it wherever books are sold and, of course, on Amazon. All right. Uh, Cheryl, I greatly appreciate your time today. And let's have you on again. Uh, today, we're kind of digesting what happened last week. We're waiting on the results. And I would like to discuss this further with you because I, I find your work to be fascinating. And I certainly uh, love your publication as well. Thank you so much. Anytime. And God bless. You too. Let's take a break. It's the Rob Carson Show. If the left tells you to quiet down, get louder. It's the Rob Carson Show. By the way, Jenna Ellis wrote a, uh, a very interesting column today said there's a a coordinated effort across the uh, New York Post, Fox News, and the Wall Street Journal against Trump. And I believe that, too, by the way. Entities owned and managed by Rupert Murdoch. And we saw this last week when Fox News stopped saying Donald Trump's name before the election and right after the election. And i got to tell you, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed but not surprised because uh, Fox News betrayed a lot of people on election coverage in 2020, and it appears they're doing the same thing. And I've got friends at Fox News, and I, and I, I, uh, I just find it to be uh, unbelievable that Fox News is, uh, is so down with this uh, before people have even had a chance to, um, to have their say, to, to vote. I mean, they want to stop his candidacy before it can happen. That's Fox News, guys. And, uh, and I'm just saying this because I'm disgusted by it. I, I like people like Tucker Carlson. I enjoy him thoroughly. I think he's a wonderful writer. And my wife's always like, why do you have to watch his show? <clears throat> and I just, I enjoy his, his take. But there are a lot of powers that be at uh, Fox News that are immediately saying that you can't vote for Donald Trump and he shouldn't be a candidate. And sorry, there's a reason why Newsmax absolutely kicked butt on election night. It's not because we're completely down with Donald Trump. But we are willing to say, say Donald Trump's name, cover the stories, and let the voters decide. It appears that Fox News doesn't want to do that. So, uh, Newsmax, by the way, is where I do my TV show. It's called Rob Carson's What in the World. 
They also created a radio division for me. I know, I know, right? And a lot of people are tuning in. A lot of people are listening. Because I'm going to tell you guys, if you are a conservative, if you believe in the founding principles, I will not betray you. I will not betray you. I will not be sold out. I will not become Joe Scarborough. That's important because you've seen others go the wayside. S.E. Cup, anyone? Joe Scarborough, anyone? Brett Baer, anyone? I can go on and on. What I'm going to say now is very difficult for me because I lost a very dear friend over the weekend. His name was Jim Bohannon. He's a Hall of Fame broadcaster. And he is somebody that I've known since I was a 20-something punk doing a rock radio show in Springfield, Missouri in 1993. And I knew of Jim Bohannon. I, 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 I at least listened to him at night. I'd listen to his Larry King show. And he was awful. Just I couldn't stand to listen. But Jim Bohannon would fill in. I'd be like, oh, my God, this guy is good. And then Jim Bohannon took over his show. And then I realized what a brilliant storyteller, interviewer, and human being he was. And we have been fast friends since. When I was in Washington, D.C., he was a neighbor. And he would come over. And he would commiserate with me. And I would send him comedy. And I would send him thoughts. Because Jim was my mentor. Jim was my sensei. Jim was my friend. Here's a little piece from his last show. Don't look now, but you're in the middle of a Jim Bohannon double play. The Gateway Arch of St. Louis now top WEIN News on the Out. This late-breaking news story is brought to you by Anwell Shoe Corporation. This is Jim Bohannon, G-A-Y-Q-M-R News. 609 at WTOP. It is our 55th birthday at WRC Radio. WRC Sports Time is 1241, and hello, Muhammad Ali. Our WCFL Sports Time is 718. Stand back, Chicago. We feel the newscast coming up. Jim Bohannon. Jim Bohannon breathed the rare air of being a talk show legend and a Hall of Fame broadcaster. I feel proud to have known him. And I'm uh, very proud that I was able to speak to him in the final throes of his life and tell him how much I cared about him and how much he has meant. <clears throat> Jim Mohannon, Godspeed and God bless. You made a difference in this man's life and a lot of others. <laughs> Let's take a break and come back. This is the Rob Carson Show. All right, make sure to go to Defend Democracy AZ. If you have any issues or were kept from voting in Arizona, we're going to win, guys. Don't give up. This isn't over. They're trying to steal. God bless you, and until tomorrow, whatever you do, do not catch the stupid. See you then.